fit. Father, I pray that the hearts of the people understand your word today. I pray that they receive your word today. And I pray, Lord God, that you humble me. And I pray that I am used by you for your purpose. Remove everything that is not of you today, Lord God, and let the hearts be receptive to your word, your message, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, starting in verse 9, and I want to, it's real simple, y'all, we've muddied the water too much, we've complicated the word too much, we have put all of this stuff, we've piled all this stuff on top of the word. And it's got to stop. That's why God puts, some of your Bibles may have a heading in there, the purpose of the preacher. That's why he puts the men of God. We shouldn't complicate your lives. We should bring God's clarity in your life. We should bring the message that he wants for you. In verse 9, the scripture reads, In addition to being a wise man, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, and he pondered, searched out, and arranged many proverbs. Now, we know Solomon was called the preacher. We understand that. We know when he wrote Proverbs, we know what he was called. But verse 10 reads, The preacher sought to find delightful words and the right words of truth correctly. Verse 11, The words of wise men are like goads and masters of these collections are well-driven nails. They are given by one shepherd. We'll stop right there for a moment. In verse 11, it says, The words of wise men are like goads and masters of these collections. What it's saying is that the word of God has got to be preached to keep you from wandering. The word of God has got to be taught and brought clearly so that you are, you are guided in the proper direction. You can't be straying and wandering and and dabbling in all of these different things. The word has been focused towards you and you alone. You know, we talked about this morning, and um, I was talking to Brother Mike and uh, Kent this morning, and we were talking about several things. And we were talking about how people have difficulty understanding the Bible, how people have difficulty understanding what the word of God says. And then I was telling them, at, at my home I have a, collection of books that said that it's called the layman's commentary but do you know what God wrote his word so the layman can understand it I don't need nothing else piled on top of it but it's got to come through a dedication through prayer and keeping what the word of God says so that you can understand it more as a preacher these words are collected together and my job and my role is to keep you Together, keep you in line, not with me, not with a set of rules or regulations, not with any of that, but keep you in line with the word of God. Keep you in tune to what God desires. I could preach up here every day and every week about God's wonderful plan for your life. We've talked about this before. His wonderful plan for your life is to preach the gospel to others that don't have it. That's the wonderful plan. 
I can teach, I can preach to you about there's a solution in here to everything that you're facing. And I found out that that solution is preaching the gospel. Really. When you start focusing and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you what. Your life just really gets focused on one thing and not on all these other things. So listen carefully. They're like goads and masters of these collections and are like well-driven nails and are given by one shepherd. <coughs> what you're going to find here is that these well-driven nails, the word of God, will keep you where you need to be and keep you from straying. It will keep you from having those difficult moments when you want to wander off and do something else, when you, want to, when you don't want to put God first, when you don't want to do what God is directing you to do. The preacher should be preaching that message to keep you there, to keep you in line. Now, understand this. This is not me standing up here defending my role, okay? I think, y'all, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning, too. You know, if everybody was doing everything right and everything was all hunky-dory, then I would be gainfully unemployed here, wouldn't I? If y'all got this and lived by this the way you were supposed to, I wouldn't have a job, would I? You wouldn't need me, would you? Would you? Are y'all striving to not need me? I hope so. Really? That would be a crowning achievement, wouldn't it? We don't need a pastor anymore. <laughs> That would be funny. But understand this. Understand this. He's placed this word. He's given it. And then I, I have, you have to understand. I have to direct you through it. I have to guide you through it. I have to walk you through it so that you can get it. So that, guess what? You can, have, you can help someone else walk through it and get it. Verse 12 reads, but beyond this, my son, be warned, the writing of many books is endless and excessive devotion to books is weary to the body. The preacher is saying real simple, all you need is the word of God. All you need is the Bible. I, you, Brother David, you mean I don't need any self-help books? Yeah, if you're building a car, you need a self-help book. If you, it's the first time you cooking a cake, you need a self-help book. If it's your first time, okay, ever operating on someone, I suggest you get a self-help book, okay? <clears throat> but when it comes down to the Word of God, nothing's going to explain it better than the Word of God. You can pile on, look, I got a library full of books at home. People are always giving me books. And when they give them to me, I tell them, I'm not going to read it. I spend too much time here to read something else that you're giving me to explain what's in here. You get it? But beyond, look at verse 12. But beyond this, my son, be warned. The writing of many books is endless. And excessive devotion to books is weary to the, to the body. Now, I'm about to make a lot of, not a lot of folks, but we come in and we pile Sunday school books on top of the Word of God. Oh, I said it, and I've said it before. It's just been about a year since I've said it. I'm saying it again. We come in and we'll say, you got your Sunday school book? We're spending countless dollars on Sunday school books when everybody here is toting this. 
Come on. You got your Sunday school book right there with you. And that's just one example, okay? I'm not picking. You, you understand this. I'm, Brother Dave is not about to outlaw Sunday school books. Listen, as you continue to grow, as you continue to, you may discern, hey, I don't need that anymore. You may discern, hey, I still need it. I don't know. But what I'm telling you is you don't need to add on to yourself. Some of us are barely reading this. And then I'm going to give you another book to read to take you away from reading this. This is life. This is life. This is life. And there's nothing else that can compare to it. It's still the number one seller. It's still the best seller. It's the best seller of all times. It'll never be outsold. It'll never be outwritten. It'll never be outdone. This is the word of God. Understand it. And beyond this, he says it's excessive and it's wearying to the body. You know, we put all these things on ourselves thinking we have to do it because it's our religious duty. And we're not doing nothing but wearing ourselves down. I'm going to need some water. I can tell you that right now because I'm already getting hot. Thank you, Brother Mike. And look at verse 13, the conclusion. Notice it says the conclusion, not my conclusion. I ain't done yet. But he's saying this, the conclusion, when all has been heard is real. Look at this. Fear God, keep his commandments because this applies to every person. At the end of it all, after you get done with all your books and all your versions of this and all your versions of this and all of this, at the end of it, the message is real simple. The conclusion is, fear God, keep his commandments. Well, where are you going to find his commandments at? Hello? Hello? You want to hear what Dr. So-and-so said? Hey, listen, you want to hear what this doctor is advising you to do about your children? And they ain't even got children? Thank you. Well, you ought to do this with your child. Have you got one? No, but I know. You didn't stay in the Holiday Inn Express last night, so don't tell me what to do with my children. Real simple. Folks writing books, writing down information of what they think they know about God, when it's real simple, God is telling you what he wants you to know about him. Right here, right in this book. This is what he meant. Oh, well, what do you think God's saying? Well, go back to the word and find out what he said. Anybody want to ask me about a sermon and something I said? Come back and ask me. What did, what did Brother David mean by this? And, you know, my wife, she'll tell you, I don't know. And look, every day when we go home, I look at my wife and I say, did you understand the message? She'll like, and oh, don't let me ask her at the end of the day. Did you understand this moment's me- this? She's David. I've heard three messages today. Which one is it? Rewind. Give me a minute. And then, and, and then three miles later, because she's got to process it. She's like, oh, "Okay, let me tell you what I learned." Now we've driven three miles before she can kind of get it in gear and understand. She don't listen all the time. <coughs> I'm, I'm heaping up coals on my head, ain't I? But they can tell you what I did say sometimes, because apparently I say understand this all the time. Do I say that all the time? 
You see? Oh, look, don't be, look, okay. All right. Hey, hold on. Don't be calling me out on what I do all the time. That's my job to call y'all out. This says the purpose of the preacher is to call y'all out, not y'all call me out. The conclusion is this. When all has been heard is this. It's fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to everyone. It's not optional for you, Kathy. It's not optional for you, Brenda, Jason, Maggie. It's not optional for y'all. Fear God. Everyone needs to do that. Hey, the word of God even says the demons fear and tremble. The demons even know the word of God. Man, that's God. Don't mess with him. God, why have you come to torment us before our time? Hey, they're busy causing torment, but when God shows up, guess what? Roles have changed. Oh, God, why are you here to torment us? Fear God. Fear God. Look at this. And keep his commandments because this applies to every person. Real simple. We don't need another book. We don't need another, we don't need another version of this and a version of that. I'm going to drink this. What we need is very simple. Follow the word of God. Let him fear him. Fear him. <coughs> For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it's good or evil. So, I got a simple message for you today. Preach the word of God. Keep his commandments. Quit digging around trying to find information about God from every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's out there. Read the word of God. Real simple. Real simple, isn't it? Now that you look at it, <coughs> Bonnie's on her way to school, on her way to church this morning with me. She's sitting over there, and she's got her Sunday school book out. And she's reading her Sunday school book. And I'm looking. And I said, well, I'll be preaching that today. And I said, no, not the scripture. I'll be preaching concerning that Sunday school book. She's like, well, I'm just reading the scripture. Well, okay. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to put you out the car. I ain't going to throw it in the garbage. I mean, you can, you're free to ride right on down there to church. Come on to Sunday school. Meanwhile, and I'm, yeah, she's going she's gonna to get me later because I'm using her as a target today. And she's going to get me later, and I get this. Meanwhile, while she's reading her Sunday school book, her Bible's in the floor, on the, on the, in, her, in the floorboard. In the, in her. Makes no sense to me, but that's fine. That's what she does. Every Sunday, she does it. She doesn't forget to read her Sunday school book. Okay? I, This ain't about her. <laughs> but understand this. You see how it's nature? This, this is a godly woman. This is a godly woman. Very godly. But yet, guess what? This is this. But guess what? Out of, out of habit, she brings it out. Out of habit, she continues to bring it out. And guess what? Does it add to this? It's not supposed to. Does it change this? It better not. So why even add that level of confusion into it? Huh? Why even add that? Anybody ever tried to go in the store? And I, I hate, like, I, I don't like yogurt at all. I, I, I despise yogurt, okay? I despise it. But she'll send me in the store to get her some yogurt. 
And if you ever go down the aisle where the yogurt is, do you know how many options of yogurt you have out there? And you're standing there, and you're looking for the plain yogurt. That's all you want. You want the plain yogurt with the fat in it. But before you get to the good yogurt that's got fat in it, you got to see the ones with berries and nuts and non-fat, and it's got this, and then now all of a sudden yogurt can speak Greek. And it's like, I'm just wanting a tub of plain yogurt. And yet I can't go there because guess what? The yogurt aisle has been muddied up. It's all been cluttered up. And all you're looking for is just the plain yogurt. But the same thing in our lives with this, y'all. Walk into a Christian bookstore. Tell them you want a Bible. Oh, my goodness. What kind you want? Well, what kind you got? I just want one that speaks the word of God. Well, what kind you want? We got this one that speaks to the military. This one speaks to police officers. This one speaks to the doctors. This one speaks to the um, Boy Scouts. This one speaks to the Girl Scouts. This one speaks, and you're like, I don't want the word of God. I just want the word. That's like me coming and, and emailing each one of you every single week. Brother Philip. What do you want me to preach on this week? Miss Judy, what do you want me to preach on the next week? Miss Kathy, what do you want to hear the next week? Brother Bobby, what do you want to hear the week after that? And then all of a sudden, what you can do is go online and see the sermon that was preached for you that week. Then, well, then all of a sudden, we got, I don't know how many people in here. You'll end up with 100 sermons, and then you get to choose. And they're all going to be muddy. Unless I just bring one simple message from the Word of God, from one source, the Word of God. Verse 13, once again, the conclusion, when all has been heard, is this, is, is fear God and keep his commandments. Because this applies to every person. Take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. This applies to every person. Hear it clearly. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. And he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to, be, to, to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever's ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in glory of his Father with his holy angels. Real simple. One message. You need to pay, take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't make a whole bunch of paths to God. He made one path, one way. You don't have to walk up to the freezer department and select how you want to get to heaven. There's only one way to get there. The preacher is telling you right now, 
one message that applies to everyone. Lay, pick up your cross, lay down your life, and follow Christ. He says, if anyone, look at verse 34, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. It's like when you go into the military. They strip you of all identity. Guess what? You got a bunch of bald heads sitting out there. Everybody's shaved. Everybody's in the same color. Everybody stands in the same direction. They march in the same direction. They sleep in the same area. There's, there's no difference. It applies to everyone. The moment you sign and you take your oath, guess what happens? You are officially government issue. You are officially part of the army. And what applies to them applies to you. Kent, you and I are on the same mission. We are in the, and guess what? We serve the same God, and there's no difference whatsoever. What applies to me applies to you. If he says, don't commit adultery, guess what? David, don't commit adultery. If he says to you, Bill, hey, don't love your neighbor as you love yourself. Guess what he said to David? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. It applies to everyone. This is what the word of God says. This isn't, this isn't return of the Jedi or, or the Empire Strikes Back where you got to search your feelings and find the force. Reach out. You ain't got to do that. You got to read the Bible. He makes it simple. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Lay down all that junk you got going on in your life. This is the message from the preacher, which is the message from God. I will take one of Yoda's quotes, though. There is no try. You do or do not. There is no try. You either do what the Word of God says or you don't do it. I'm trying. You better get to doing until it gets done. Because if it ain't getting done, you ain't got nothing did at all. Real simple. Or done at all. I said did, didn't I? Oh, goodness. And that's recorded too, ain't it? Oh, goodness. Yeah, they'll be going back on it. He said did, y'all. Look at verse 35. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, and look at this, he says, and the gospel's sake. He puts a purpose behind giving up your life. You don't need a self-help book. You don't need a Sunday school book. You don't even need a, hey, you don't need a Bible dictionary to tell you that. I got them at the house. You don't need a theologian's book to tell you that. The word of God tells you, real simple. Lay down your life for my sake and the sake of my purpose, which is the gospel. That message applies to every one of you. you. Did you hear that? Every one of you that's bought by the blood of Christ and you have, you've believed it and you're saved by the blood of Christ, guess what? That's your mission and that's your purpose. I know, Brother Dave, you preach this all the time. Sure do. It's fun. 
it's easy. And we ain't getting it yet. When we get it, I'll move on to the next sermon. You got it? Look at this. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? We're so busy trying to get all these nuggets of information and all this other stuff and these unique facts and trivia about God and who he is and what does he do and what does he say and all. We're so busy trying to just funnel it in and stockpile it in our lives to do what? Sit on it like we're sitting at home watching TV, holding a remote, flipping channels, trying to select a show. Well, what part of this am I going to use in my life today? When God is saying, listen, it doesn't do you any good to gain all of these different things. And your soul is wasting away. It doesn't do you any good. I'll tell you what, flip over. I got this one bookmarked too. Flip over to Luke, Mark chapter 13. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why this applies to every man. Because in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, what I just read in verse 14, it says, For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it's good or evil. There's going to be a time where you're going to stand. And then look at, when, you look at, when you look at Mark chapter 13, and you go down to verse 28, look at this. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he is near, right at the door. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Verse 32, but of the day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Let me tell you something. There's a time coming. This is a simple message for everyone that you got to be ready because there's a time coming. Well, you don't, he's going to come and he's going to get you. Real simple. And you don't need to be cluttering up your life and the lives of others with all this other junk in your life. You need to simply know guess what? I got to be ready, watchful, and ready to go when he comes. That's it. A common theme that happened yesterday when we lost Miss Joe. Bill sends me a text. He says, I see an ambulance leaving the Hornsby's house. Okay. I call Jim. Jim, Bill just texted me. Ambulance just left the Hornsby's house. We don't know what's going on. Jim says, I'm out and about. I'll go down to the hospital and check. Okay. Leave a message. I left a message with Jason, a couple other people I call. Get back in touch with Jim. Talk to Jim. He says, you don't have to be in a hurry to come down. But you come on, I'm going to tell you not to come. Just don't be in a hurry because they got to get her all situated. Me and Bonnie go down. We go down. And the family's sitting there. And, 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 and they're upset. Brother Roy's sitting there. He's, he's kind of shaking a little bit, but he's, he's upset. And he says, Brother Dave, I've never been here before. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I said, okay. I said, you're going to grieve no matter what, but we're going to pray. We prayed a prayer. This is, this is the first time we went. Brother, uh, their son Bobby has Jim's number, my number. I text him a little bit later, and I say, 
any update? Brother Bobby texts me back. He says, no, no update. And then a few minutes later, he texts me again. He says, we just lost mom. I said, okay, I call him. I said, okay, I'm on my way down. And then here's the unique response. See, this is why you got to keep the message simple, y'all. This is why you don't need all this layered stuff. I'm going to explain to you why. Because when I called, I called Miss Pam first. And I said, Miss Pam, Miss Joe just passed away. She starts crying. She says, what? I called Jim. Jim, Miss Joe just passed away. What? I called Bill. Bill, Miss Joe just passed away. You're kidding me. What? There was one common thing. No one expected that. No one expected that. No one knew the hour of the day. No one knew that April 7th was going to be a life-changing event for us. No one knew that. <coughs> and so we don't have time to muddy the water with anything else. And as I'm sitting down there with the family last night, yesterday afternoon, we're sitting there, and the children said more than once, we didn't expect the day to go like this. Don't underestimate the need to be ready. Don't muddy it up with other books. There's one message for everyone, and it's the same. As the preacher said, this word applies to everyone. You don't know the hour. You don't know the day. You can look for signs. Was Miss Joe sick? Yeah. But you know what everybody expected? We, we expected to go in and pray. Doctors go in and do their thing, and she goes back home and recovers. That's what we expected. But God threw a wrench in all of our plans. You're expecting her to go home. I'm taking her home. Yes, she did. But that response was the same response that the world is going to have when Jesus shows up. What? Are you kidding me? That's, and this was from believers, y'all. We know that we're all going to get called home one day. And I'm not picking on them. It was unexpected. Keep in mind, we have hope. We have the joy of the Lord. We're expected to go to heaven. We know we are, and yet we still get caught off guard. Imagine what's going to happen to a lost and dying world when we muddy the messages with all this other stuff going on, and we don't keep it simple, and we don't keep it to the point of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is going to show up, and they're going to go, what in the world just happened? So, yeah, I preach the same message. Because we need to be at the point in our lives that when a sister in Christ goes to the house, when she goes home to be with the Lord, we're not caught off guard. And every last one of us, my wife, 
was sitting in the recliner next to me. I got off the phone. I said, Miss Jo just passed away. Her response was, what? And we know this. We supposedly know this. And yet when things happen, we get caught off guard because the word of God has been muddied. Y'all may be thinking, well, how does this connect? It's connecting, y'all. It's connecting. Look at verse 29 in Mark chapter 13 one more time. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he is near, right at the door. It says, recognize. This is the message from the preacher, y'all. I'm not going to weary you down with a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm going to keep you focused in the book and the word of God. I'm going to keep you focused. And I'm, I'm going to have the goads and the, and the well-driven nails in the path that you stay on. I'm not going to let you stray. I can't afford. Hey, it may hurt your feelings. It may make you mad. But my role and your role is to stay on the path. Look at verse 33. Take heed. Keep on alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. We, may, we could easily get another call today about one of us sitting right in here today. What if that happened? What if you got a call? Brother David is gone. Are you going to say, what? You probably will. What happened? Or is it going to be, well, they've gone on home. You, you see? You see, we've conditioned ourselves. We've, 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 tra we've trained ourselves to always see that person sitting there. You hear what I'm saying? We've trained ourselves. Y'all count on it Sunday after Sunday for me to be up here sweating and coughing and spitting. You count on it, don't you? Don't you count on it? I count on Miss Martha being right there every Sunday, every single Sunday. But at any time, you better be ready. You better make sure everybody else is ready. That's the simple message. Fear God and obey his commandments. And one of his commandments, one of his commandments is what? Obey the gospel. Obey the gospel. So if you're sitting here today and you haven't obeyed the gospel, a time is coming when you're going to look and you're going to expect someone to be there, or you're going to expect yourself to be there, and you won't be. So the simple message to you today is obey the gospel. Get off yourself. Get off your issues. Get off any problems or hiccups that you may have. And understand, let me tell you something. There is a woman that's in heaven right now that sat here week in, week out, never had an issue, never said a coarse word, a cross word to anyone. 
praised, praised God, lifted her hand, rejoiced when she came into the building, was excited for the opportunity that came, always brought her husband with her and was rejoicing in the fact she'd hug your neck, she'd kiss on you, she'd love you. But she never, she never doubted where she was going, and she never let anything get in her way. And that's just in my little short two and a half years of knowing her. You think she was surprised? Probably not. She was ready. We weren't ready. We weren't ready. We've let tradition muddy our lives. You hear what I'm saying? We've let tradition muddy our lives. We've let life muddy our lives, twist our purpose, twist the meaning of this right here, which is the word of God. Bible says in here, it's not open to any private interpretation. But guess what we do? We privately interpret it all day long to suit our needs, don't we? purpose of the preacher is to have some well-driven nails in to use the tools that God has given to keep you where you need to be. Not keep you under my control. Eh, I don't want you under my control. I got enough to deal with. But to keep you where you need to be. Once again, you don't herd sheep. You lead them. you're not cattle. But you are the sheep. And you need to be led. And my role and my responsibility is to lead you according to this. I don't care about the magazines out there. Don't care. Don't care about what the churches are doing down the road, across the street, or up the hill, or in another state. Don't care. Don't, don't care at all. God has given us a mission from his word. It's real simple. We're going to follow it. We're going to heed to it because it's God. Hey, and keep in mind, y'all, this is just preventive maintenance. This is not that we have any major problems going on. You know what I mean? We all have individual issues going on. But y'all got to know, the distractions are going to keep coming. And they're going to get bigger and the stronger we, we get in Christ and we're operating in the spirit of God. Let me tell you something. Roy and Christy joined the church last week, did they not? They required of them. Did anyone ever tell them they couldn't serve because they weren't members? See, that's what we are. Praise God. They joined the church because they felt led to. But guess what? That was still another step in which Satan is going to use to attack them. So I better, I better keep them knowledgeable in this. And I keep referring back to the Sunday school book because it's a present tool that we use. I'm never going to refer you. Go, go check your Sunday school book and see what it says. You got it? You got it. Y'all getting it? We're going to close with Ecclesiastes chapter 12 again. Verse 13, 
the conclusion, when all has been heard, is. And you've heard me preach for two years. You've been taught. And there's, hopefully there's one message that you're hearing. Fear God and keep his commandments. Because this applies to every person. If each one of you decides to sit down and talk to me about what God wants you to do, fear him. Fear God and keep his commandments. And be ready and don't be caught off guard when that person leaves here. Or when, when anything happens, don't be that one caught off guard. We got a lost and dying world. We got lost and dying relatives. Praise God, uh, you know, it's, it's so much easier to sit with a family that knows the hope of Jesus Christ when they lose a loved one than it is with a family that doesn't know Christ. And they're not sure the person that left here knows Christ because I can't preach you into heaven. And I won't. The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God, keep his commandments, because this applies to everyone. And the only place you're going to get his commandments is Becky, as we bow our heads.